Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the CS School podcast. My name's Grace Gutzer, and I'm a copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. The objective of this podcast is simple. We speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Hay Kingston. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about value-led customer success frameworks. I hope you're ready. Hi, Haig. Thank you so much for coming on the CS School podcast. How are you today? Absolute pleasure. I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? And how are you doing? Really well, thank you very much. Um, Really, really excited because we're talking today about something that is so, it's almost like the central tenant of customer success. We're going to talk about value-led customer success frameworks. And I'm really excited because this is something that's just never going to not be relevant for customer success professionals of all levels of seniority. So, but before we get into it, could you please explain to our listeners how you got into customer success? And I guess, I suppose, you know, your overall vision for customer success, that I'm really keen to learn what that's like for you. Sure, no, you're absolutely right. Value-led customer success frameworks are becoming the, the central point for all customer success teams across well, across the globe now, uh, apart from just being in the UK where I am. Mm. But I, I kind of got into customer success by chance more than anything through uh, returning from working overseas and, and found myself into what was customer success around 11 years ago was actually account management right. um, and now that's kind of had a bit of a flip reverse and that's gone in the account management piece is now more more sales led um, but kind of fell into it via industry and in, in, into the payroll industry HR and HCM software space it kind of then developed the customer success developed from account management to client services and perhaps even beyond that I've I've always worked within a customer type role Mm. even from the age of 16 it's been around customer experience and customer excellence and all those all those great things and the thing to just have a passion for it Um, and it just it just grew from there I've been fortunate enough to work for some some really fantastic organizations uh, both globally and domestically uh, where they put customer success at the center of what they do um, and put their customers at the heart of everything that they do around that. Um, and as I said before, it's primarily been around in the payroll, HR and, and HCM space. And it's just something that I really love. Uh, love working with customers, helping them to achieve, you know, value realization and advocacy. Um, and it's just, as I say, just established from there. Um, I kind of follow a bit of a, a bit of, of a philosophy of, with customer success and the people that I've worked and known I've seen this and it's a it's a framework that I put together myself and I, I call it the the five pillars to customer success and the and the play on the, the letter R within that within that title because everything begins with the letter R and it's mm. something that I identified and something that I work towards with every role that I've been in through senior customer success manager scaling out uh, a UK operation to where I am today as a head of customer success and mm. uh, and that that relates to relationship uh, retention revenue reference and realization but the reference being advocacy and realization being value uh, which we're talking about today mm. so it's it's something that I've set up and I believe that any CS team can succeed with that framework in place that sounds fantastic. I love those. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, can't wait to dig into more of those in this episode. Um, so value, value is 
it's one of those terms that you just there's no way of escaping it in customer success you know everything you should be doing I guess for your customers should you know it should all be centered on value um but for the purpose of this episode before we get into sort of the nitty-gritties of it can you would you mind explaining I'm a you know I'm a bit of a lay person could you explain what does value mean when in relation to business you know and obviously wider customer success teams you know what does it kind of mean sure and I think it has different meanings depending on you know the industry that you're in the type of mm. companies you're working with but I think if you take the one of the pillars which is the value realization piece and the keyword being realization um but I actually sit that round and and what does value mean is a great question but actually what you need to do first is what does that mean for your customer right what does your customer want to achieve by partnering with you as a business and using your product or service hmm. because value can mean so many different things i've had experience where they just wanted a stable solution through covid they just want they, that's a very simple example but some want to really look at return investment and you really need to pinpoint what your customer wants and it's all about the customer mm-hmm. um, and the decision that that customer made to partner with you and your business will have a measurable outcome it, mm-hmm. no matter what that looks like it can be financial it can be around um, risk mitigation or digital transformation or could even be around a great colleague or customer experience their end customer um, someone wants to see the, the, the ROI piece around financials, which of course will always remain within customer success. And the return of investment is a very important measure. And it's one that we will all use, especially in this current economical climate that we're in at the moment, people want really real return of investment for their, their, their money. Yeah. Um, but some, it can be to save time. Like you talk about the industry that I'm in with, with payroll and HCM, saving HR and payroll teams time in, in getting to the end of a payroll cycle is hugely important. They're under the time pressures constantly, whether it's a weekly or monthly or you know, bi-weekly payroll. Mm. It's, it's certainly reducing operational risk. How can your software, how can you partner with your customers to reduce risk? Um, so, it's, so it's customer dependent for sure, right? And it certainly should be about your product and service what value does it bring to your customers, your customer users, their stakeholders, industry and its peers? And I think having a clear idea of the latter will certainly help in those value discovery conversations at an early stage of a customer journey. But they are all wanting to get a measurable outcome, but it can differ. Thank you for that. That was perfect. Thank you very much. It's really interesting to me when I speak to customer success professionals like you and get a better idea of what value is and how how you go about helping your customers realize value but I think a huge part of um a huge part of anything is um how it how it's measured you know it's very you know it's Hmm. very well very well and good um talking about value but I I was quite interested to know how do you effectively measure value realization is it a case of you know you talk about having introduction calls um, and sort of understanding what the customer wants, but how do you effectively measure that actual realization of value? Um, are there any are there any specific metrics you can be looking at? You know, I'm thinking for you know maybe 
new customer success teams who might be listening to this podcast you know hmm. is it as, is it as black and white as that you know can we how can you measure that sort of realization I, it's again it will it will change from from team to team business to business and, and customer set to customer set right and i think there are certainly ways you can measure value with metrics such as adoption of your products you know overall health score mm. um the kind of engage the stakeholder mapping and the engagement you have with different levels of stakeholders within your customer but i think sometimes we overcomplicate value realization and okay we simply need to i guess bring that this is my opinion and, and mm. of course there are certainly different theories flying around 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 this but if you simplify it and start from the ground up you build a really strong foundation and i think if you look at the end goal the end goal in my view is a is a value story or a business transformation story something that i learned in my time with one of the lead the, the leading global hcm providers to turn the quantifiable achieved value into something tangible for your customer to reflect on, to promote, and to okay. see the return in the partnership, and the partnership being the key word here, mm. is what I think is important. Yeah. So we, it's the way in which I've tracked value in the past and the frameworks in which I've introduced today and, and in the past also is kind of by splitting this into two really clear avenues, you've got expected value and achieved value. The expected value allows your customer to kind of dictate through strategic initiatives that all customer success teams will be tracking and what they expect to receive in a certain time frame. And the achieved is what they have achieved today. So by splitting that out, you can kind of get a good gauge on your engagement with your customer whether that's on a monthly level quarterly you know you're, you're typically we're typically talking on a monthly level from general partnership reviews today within my current role mm. we're actually looking at from a quarterly focus point of view what is the quarter focus what strategic initiatives are you working on as an organization what's the end goal the end date what's the outcome of that initiative mm. but by splitting that into expected it allows you to track value and then once you've attracted it and achieved it, you move it, you, you physically move it into the achieved section, which will start to build out your story, right? And you can get a lot of this quantifiable value that's been agreed and achieved through your engagement, and you can build out a bigger picture. It will allow the CS team to actually monitor and control customer health and re-pivot with, with various stakeholders to ensure that they're successful. Now, I think, different types of individuals within your customer set will have different levels of value. And you almost have to re-pivot and re-engage with every level of stakeholder that you're speaking to to make sure it's right. But ultimately, there's various different metrics you can look at, you know, product adoption, et cetera. But I actually split it into expected and achieved value. Love that. Thank you very much for that. And I think we just mentioned something really interesting then um and also in your previous answer you were talking about your uh was it five r's um yes. could you just repeat which ones they are because i haven't jotted them down it was retention reference so there's relationship retention uh revenue so you know the, the overall revenue of your customer that upsell cross sell mm. um down you know downward churn is something to monitor um sure. you've got 
referenceability or mm -hmm. advocacy, as I, as I like to call yeah. it, and realisation, which is value realisation. Perfect. No, that's really, really, I think, helpful framework that you've uh, mentioned there. And I think really what I would like to sort of ask you then is customer success frameworks. Um, would you say that so having a you know a value-led customer success framework is possibly the most one of the you know the most important kind of tools or you know frame you know ways of helping your customers get to that point then having a clear set of uh almost guidelines you know uh, help them get to where they need to be would you say for any success team sort of um starting out or yeah, I, I, I think so. I think value needs to be, you know, certainly front and centre of the conversations that you're having. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the most important part for me is the relationship side. You can't get to value instantaneously. No. This is a, this is a partnership. So you put the customer at the heart of what you do and engage and align and advocate for your customer. Value should, should come naturally. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, as long as you're open, I'm a, I'm a very consistent and open, transparent type of individual. And I think if you reflect that with your customer around value, you can start to have that conversation. Um, so I think it is definitely yeah. important to, to have that within your framework. Yeah, perfect. Um, I was quite curious to know, you mentioned having initial uh, conversations with your customers, but how how do you start to, you know, so let's take your sort of day-to-day -day, um you know the amount you know I don't know how, how many customers you or clients you deal with but like, how do you start talking about value with your customers when should you do that and how can you sort of introduce that you know to the conversation so you can then you know monitor it and you, mm. you know have those two uh you know the uh expected and achieved two you know targets you have yeah I think the when is a really a really important part of that because value-led growth with customers should be from point of sale, right? It should pass all mm -hmm. the way through. You should be able to get a gauge of what the value expectation is from your sales team in through implementation, et cetera. But the way that we approach it, obviously we'll have standardized governance frameworks with introductory calls, monthly partnership calls, quarterly mm -hmm. business views, executive business reviews, et cetera, which I'll, I'll mention again later. Mm. But I think the first thing to do is remember this is your customer value, not specifically yours as an organization. Um, and one suggestion that I recently used with my own team today and with customers in the past myself is ask the customer to engage in a value whiteboard session, for example. Okay. Um, there's some great tools out there. So I recently discovered, actually a few weeks ago on Teams, there's a, there's a whiteboard tool that you can okay. use live with your customer and we did it as a, as a team to talk about what value we think our organization brings to our customers. But asking, ask the customers to engage in a value session, put keywords on a page. What does value look like to them in the partnership? What value do they want to achieve? What does, what does value even mean? Because mm. when you start putting words on a page, it starts to paint a bigger picture. And I'm certainly a visual worker, um, but then you can evolve it. And you can reaffirm kind of what they pinpointed on that page through various stakeholder engagements. You can begin to track it and you can benchmark their industry, for example. Um, 
but it's important that you also as a CS team lean in on that, make suggestions to your customers, highlight some achievements or highlight some areas within industry where you've had other successes. They don't always see it initially, but use that whiteboard and bring it to the table mm. every time. Um, allow them to expand from, from your champion through to your um, executive sponsor as to what that looks like. It's about the customer. So put them, put them at the center and allow them to talk to you about what value looks like. And if your organization is a step ahead of that, you can then start to position and pivot that into your value drivers that you may have set as an organization. That's one, one way that we certainly work here. Perfect. Thank you very, very much. I was curious to know, um, so we've been, so this episode is all about value-led custom success frameworks. Um, so very, very quickly, what can you just describe to our listeners what a, what a customer success framework is, you know, and what do you need to do? What factors you need to consider to be able to implement a customer, you know, particularly a value-led customer success framework and types of steps that need to be taken? Yeah, I think it, as a leader, perhaps in customer success, have a vision mm. and a philosophy. Um, I've been doing some mentoring with, with, with someone outside of organization around their growth and what, what their vision for customer success is. Because as, as I said at the, 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 um, the top of the call, I think every business is different. But I think it comes back to my vision and my philosophy. Mm. If you can position that correctly, it's, alongside things like a governance framework, you know, who joins, what call, when, what's the outcome of that call, you know, your monthly partnership reviews or your QBRs, et cetera, you know, really be focused on the deliverable of each call and ask the customers to who engages within those calls, because it's important that you get the right level of stakeholder. Mm -hmm. Have a customer health matrix, right? That's really, really important. And I think go beyond the generic rag status, the red, amber, green, because I think there's more that businesses can offer around customer health. Um, I certainly have evolved the rag status into a slightly different twist um, that gives us a lot more of a definitive approach as to the sentiment of our customer. Mm. I think you've got to monitor risk. You've got to have a way of looking at your potential churn. There's the tracking of that risk, there's stakeholder mapping, you know, understanding who your customer is and who you're speaking to, success plans. Everyone in customer success will tell you how important success plans are, detailing all of the above, but of course, tracking things like um, NRR, ARR, depending on yeah. what you want to focus on, because that net revenue retention or annual revenue retention is, is becoming a really big part of customer success now it's becoming a more financially accountable role. And I think that's going to continue in that world we live in today. And I think with a framework, I think it's just be consistent and be transparent in the approach. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. I was, um, again, curiosity hat on. Obviously, value is so central to, I think, yeah, as I've said before, um, every, every, every step of customer success. But... How do you put value at the very heart of your framework? Because, you know, you mentioned some really, really interesting and I think super useful steps there. But when sculpting out your own either success plan or, you know, 
framework, how can you make sure that, for, you know, for your team of customer success managers, value is at every sort of step of the way? You've got to make it front and center with your customer. Talk about it very early. Um, talk about it on every engagement possible. Allow them to control and input as well. They want, you know, what they want to achieve. Mm. Um, and I think it comes back to, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, because I've used this, this quote in the past and it stuck with me for a long, long time. A previous chief customer officer once taught me this last year that the, the majority, but we will say all customers want to be rock stars too. And we've mm. got to make it about them and yeah. advocate for them and provide them, provide them a voice to be heard. And I think that is a statement and a, and a comment that stuck with me Mm. for the last 12 months and if you can position your customer and the value that they've that we've achieved as a partnership together mm. it's going to promote them internally it's going to promote for more investment it's going to promote for them to to create a bigger picture with you as a, as a partnership um and i think that's that's how we would put it at the heart of our framework we we make it front and center we talk about it consistently but make the customer the rock star, make it all around that. Thanks very much. I wanted to get onto this part because I think customer data is obviously such a, well, there's no way you can avoid it in customer, you know, customer success, you know, it's so, no. so much, so much of customer success is obviously about very, you know, human, human traits, you know, type, things like empathy, um, accessibility, you know, the, the the real sort of, you know, I guess ugh, I don't want to call them soft skills, but, you know, that is such a huge part of it. But then also mm. you've got to have a degree of, you know, being able to handle the tech side, which is in it. And so much of these insights that, you know, that will help you deliver value is down to your customer data. So when you're, you know, creating a, a value led success plan uh, and also success framework, how do you. You, you, you Hague, how do you like organize your customer data and make sure that you're capitalizing and you know using it to the maximum mm. to be able to you know help your customers realize value and get to where they want to be and create a fruitful partnership you know because data is obviously is very important and I think wherever you look but I was just curious to know um any if you have any like hints or tips to really yeah maximize the data yeah, there, there are a couple of things that you can do. I think, first of all, I think the empathy and the soft skill relationship that you have with, with people is just as, if not probably more important. Mm. I think, you, you know, customer success manager conversationalists, you should be able to hold a conversation. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the product and service that you're using, right? Relationships are built over time. But hints or tips around customer data and how you organize it, look, Success plans are hugely important. They are a one-stop shop for all things customer. Ensure your stakeholder map is there, their health scores, their financials, any specific salient points that, that maybe you need to call out to your execs. You can track your value, your initiatives, and your projects all through one location. These are like the CSM Bible, mm. know, a place to collaborative, you know, collaboratively share customer sentiment and experience with your organization and your customer it's a it's a place that you can go and track value so having a really strong success plan would be one one tip i would give there are some fantastic tools out there 
and I've I recently went through a project of reviewing the CS SaaS tool mar uh, market. Hmm. There's some fantastic tools out there that you can even do that directly with your customer, have shared success plans that they can input to, you can comment on. And oh wow, that is the next step of the evolution of customer success. Mm. Um, and I'm happy to, if anyone's got any questions as to who that particular partner is, I'm happy to put them in touch because I was kind of blown away by that and yeah. allowing that next step to your, your customer and you to work on a joint success plan adds that level of transparency that I yeah. think all customers want to see and buys into that, 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 that soft skill approach. Um, but you know, you can, you can organize your, your data depending on the type of industry you're in, you know, prioritization of customers. Is that down to brand? Is it down to size? Is it down to ACV, so actual contract value? Is it NRR? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It really does depend on the business, but there's, there's lots of different, different ways you can, you can organize your data. Thank you very much. And um, I was wondering this, you know, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'd, I'd absolutely love to pick your brain about, can you provide me and our listeners a real life example from your experience where a value led customer success framework has significantly improved a customer's experience? You know, I'd love to know, you know, a bit like almost a bit like a case study type. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I won't mention who they are, but um, I don't do it so much today in my head of role, but in a, in a previous role, um, working directly with one of the UK's biggest retailers, mm -hmm. we began identifying who the stakeholders were and the product set in which they were working to. So I partnered very closely with our sales operations team and, our, and the sales counterparts to understand kind of the background of the business everyone would know who they were if I was to mention them mm. um, but actually more the background into why they invested with us and what their growth plans were we then kind of leaned into a really strong and structured governance model which was a it, you know regular touch points with deliverable outcomes after each of those touch points yeah. which enabled us to understand who the right stakeholders were and mm. who's joining the, the correct level of conversation. Um, it's not all on the CSM. I think you can bring in, we, we certainly brought in executives into those conversations as well. Okay. Um, now there's no secret to it, but it takes time um, and you have to gain trust mm. through those, those engagements, yeah. but, what, but we did it. And I, I certainly done it. Um, I gained a seat at the table and had the opportunity to speak to their exec sponsor and their, their executives about how we can showcase that achieved value that we tracked and what we talked about earlier mm. and how that led to their business transformation. And we kind of brought that all to the table, said, look, this is what we've achieved. This is how we've been successful over the last four years of, of the partnership. I came in at the, the, the last 12 months of that, but we identified it to expect and achieve value. We positioned it. We then built a, a value story for them with our marketing team. So again, bringing in mm. and acting as that customer advocate to bring in different levels of, it, of individual to showcase it. And we took their feedback, we took their, you know, their, their commentary, but we, what we then done is we added on statistics around that. 
you know, yeah. certain time, the amount of time they spent on our mobile app, for example, was around, I think it was 79 seconds per employee per day. Right. For, for an employee of around, I think it's close to 14, 15,000 employees. It's a huge number. Big. Yeah. Right. So wow. you're positioning you as an organization as well. Um, mm. And we built a business transformation story about how we saved the money, time, we mitigated yeah. operational risk. And they've used it internally to promote their their internal department as to how important this partnership was mm, perfect thank you going off kilter slightly i'm really really interested to know we've talked about you know this that that wonderful story we just said there where you know they've realized value and you've they've achieved what they wanted in this sort of you know value-led framework what's next like once they've once you've got you know the case in point there you know, where would you go? I know, like, I guess account expansion or, you know, mm-hmm. upselling, crossing, but, you know, where, once, you, once you've got a customer in that position where they have achieved value, where, where, where what's the next step? It almost starts again, right? Yeah. The customer wants to achieve new and important things through their strategic initiatives. And you just mm-hmm. keep building and building and building and building. Right. Now, we look at a quarter focus. We look at a year focus as well. And with this particular example that I mentioned we, we were we were working towards um upselling a, a, another module within our product um but it's I, I I sort of identifying that white space within them and white space meaning what other businesses they're using for certain areas of your product that you could lean into um but also it could be things like can we get them on the stage at our kickoff events can we get them to do video advocacy marketing opportunities it's about being consistent yeah and the customer value will be that's what they've achieved okay we've done that mm. what can we achieve next what's yeah. our, what's what's the next goal what, what are you looking to do as an organization that we can support you with and it's just a continuous cycle you have to yeah. continuously build that trust and continuously identify expected value perfect thank you very much pleasure well i'm afraid that's probably all we've got time for today hey but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast i think this has been such a really open my eyes definitely but it's yeah i think it's something that everybody obviously is aware of you know value is always at the center center of customer success but it's been really really useful and i think probably very helpful for a lot of our listeners to hear actually how to, you should put it at the center of everything you do, you know, through these frameworks. And I think you've had shared some really, really interesting insights that, um, yeah, I think people are going to be a lot richer for having listened to them. So thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, if anyone wants to, to touch base around certain questions and that yep. by all means reach out, but it's an absolute pleasure to join the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. And um, until next time, thank you very much, Haig. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.